Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Make It Pop, Powerful on Purpose. I am your professor of popping, Gray Marino, here today with Huffington Post's top Hollywood networker, writer, and producer, Erman Barai. Let's get popping. Hey, Erman. What's up, girl? Thank you for joining me. Thank Happy you. to be here. Thank You're you. Always good to connect with and speak to speak with. I love your energy. Oh well, thank you always very much. Always good vibes. Always good vibes. You've got really good vibes too. I wanted to ask you, what came first for you, producing or networking? Uh, I would say networking for sure. Um, I went to film school just like anybody else. Uh, this is 2012. I graduated 2012, and when I left school, and uh, this is in Virginia Beach, by the way, where I'm, uh, my hometown. When I left school, and this is not a jab at anybody that I know, but um, half, like, well, I could say that half the people I graduated graduated with went to, uh, this, they went to the same industry, and that was wedding videography. And so it's like, okay, you went, to, you took four years of film school, and and you guys literally all went to the same place. It's kind of so it, it can be uh, competitive, I guess you can say in this area. Me, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna do that. Um, let me go to Hollywood. Let me, let me. Uh, apply for internships so i applied for internships post post graduation which is funny the reason why it's funny is because like they're like um you know you don't need an internship because you're out of school already but i was like well, i just want to get the experience of, of of being in hollywood and interning and doing all the hollywood stuff right so i had to sign up for an extra credit another cre- i didn't pay money just to be an intern which is funny I get it though, because I had to have the extra. That I had to have a reason to be there, um, other than other than wanting to be there. So I I did that in 2012, left it, um, went back home to Virginia, and I was like, okay, how do I keep the momentum going? How do I maintain what I learned, uh, and and, and the the this rolodex of people that I uh you know maintained, uh, from being an intern. So I started doing events. Um, and this is my way of networking and connecting with industry names, um, kind of separating myself from other writers. So mind you, at the end of the day, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a creator. I'm trying to write and try to produce. Right. So be me being a, an event producer allowed me to produce events and getting executives in the, in the room for one night, um, you know, creating these really cool lineups of, of speakers. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's smart, smart, right? <laughs> yes, very. And I could be like, okay, well, I'm doing this. Y'all can continue being wedding videographers in Virginia, um, but I'm gonna do this and and make my and make my rounds this in this way. Um, so I've been doing that for a few years, and uh, yeah, here I am today. So where did the Huffington Post's top networker come in? Yes, that was in 2016. As I was nearing. I think I was either, was it hitting? Yeah, I was 26 hitting 27. So this is before my 27th birthday. And, um, you know, me, uh, for lack of better terms, being political in the game, I had to, like, you know, make friends with people in the game. And one of these people uh, is a really good friend of mine who is a uh, who is a publicist. He's a publicist to major uh, names in, in editing and um, in cinematography and uh, composers, especially composers. So. I did a lot of events that featured his clients. Okay. And so uh, during this time period, he's like, you know what? I'm going to do you a favor because you you've been doing me a favor, you know? Because, I mean, the more events that the, his, his clients speak at, the more he looks good. Right. For his clients. 
she goes, Irma, uh, my my roommate writes for the Huffington Post, and to, to give back to you for helping me out, I want to connect you guys so you can do an interview. And he said, the interview can do, be about whatever you want it to be. I was like, okay, sure, why not? Um, I was like, you know what? Let's Why not talk about networking? Because I'm doing a lot of these events, right? He goes, okay. They sent me questions. I answered them, sent them back. One day out of nowhere, he uh, emails me. He goes, hey, man, look at this article. The first thing you see in the article, top networker in Hollywood. I was like, oh, what? That's cool. That was a really cool title. Now, mind you, I mean, it's so funny because I have, over the years, I've accumulated some haters, not a bunch, just, you know, every now and then you'll get somebody who's being a negative Nancy, right? And there's like, oh, that's a scam. Like, you're not top networker in Hollywood. It's like, yo, I didn't give myself that name. <laughs> Can't you just have a tiny speck of positivity? <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. It's like, I didn't give myself that name. It's not like I created a title just to seem bigger than I am. Right. Somebody gave it to me. Well, that's, so that, that, yeah. So that's, that's how it happened in 2016. That's really cool. Okay, so you're a screenwriter. What, um, what have you done like so far, and and what is your favorite genre to do that in? Yeah, for sure. So I've done small stuff here and there. Luckily, this is the well, pre-COVID. This is the year that I was supposed to do a lot of content. However. Um, I'm still developing a lot of content with my teams, with my, with my friends and collaborators. Um, in the past, I've done like small shorts to like, yeah, whatever, like here and there. Um, but I am uh, very into dramas and comedies. Um, I like to blend them together. I would yeah. also say like every now and then act, uh, horror and action. I love comedies. horror. When... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. You know, you know. So I like to make people laugh and cry in the span of five minutes, you know. Right. Um, heartwarming moments, like really true to life kind of stuff. Like then things that like things that really inspire you, but also make you feel better about tomorrow, right? Because we all That's go cool. through we all go through tough times and stuff. We do. But it's always fun to see uh, a show where you leave going like you you know, it ends and you're feeling a lot better. Of as um yeah better for your life yeah that's good that's i think we need more of that yeah <laughs> a whole i lot mean more of that. i'll be honest with you a lot of things that i like are hard hard hitting drama where you're like oh snap that's very soapy like i can't wait to see next week because i can't, can't wait to see who backstabs you i can't wait to see I, who, who dies you know but for me it's like I, sometimes i, I just want to i just want a good cry i want a good cry. i'm not a fan of cliffhangers. Not when, not with weekly shows. I can't. <laughs> I'm too impatient. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I like stupid yeah. stuff every now and then. I like right. Stuff. I like the. I like the. I like the that kind of stuff. But I really enjoy when you're wrapped up emotionally in these characters, and then like somebody dies, and you're like, oh, and then next week something better happens, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, you know, you like the emotional roller coaster of exactly. Yes. Okay. I I can see that. That I get. Yeah. All right. And um, you're also you do uh, events, but I've seen now with quarantine and the virus that you've gotten to do a lot of fundraising online. Yeah, for sure. So just like this, what we're doing right now is Zoom Zoom interviews. I do a lot of Zoom events in which proceeds from the registrations go towards different causes. So in the last few months, we've done Equal Justice Initiative, we've done the Innocence Project, 
which uh, if you've seen The Innocence Files on Netflix, absolutely loved it. So, and then, and then um, this past week, we've done um, Operation Underground Railroad because human trafficking has been a big topic the last few months. Um, and then we're continuing to do that with them. In the past, I've done uh, mental health awareness as well with the, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention LA. So prior to COVID, we did a lot of live events in which proceeds also went to these organizations. So for me, it's about, uh, I, I like blending entertainment and humanitarianism. I don't think we get that a lot nowadays. So I want to be able to, I want to be able to use my platform to spotlight certain things. Um, and uh, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really into organizations that, um, how do you say it? For lack of better terms, it's like, it's not the obvious things, right? So you like unique, you like things that stand for unique purposes, unique. Exactly. Causes. Exactly. Because for example, not, not, nothing bad, nothing bad against this. Of course, cancer is very important. So I've done right. a cancer. I've done one for cancer before for F cancer. Um, but like stuff like that, like Red Cross, like for example, like nothing against it, but like a lot of people do that, the deals fundraisers. Um, and I think it's cool. But for me, it's like, let me see what else is out there. I want to be able to uh, spotlight these other ones that may be less talked about. Right. There are a lot of smaller um, organizations taking care of, you know, doing charitable work to help people with same things that the big charities do, but you just don't hear about them. Exactly. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. And my last question for you is what Big is question. emerging about? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm glad you brought it up because I did have to put it in the back burner for a little bit, but post COVID, I want to go back into it. Um, so last year I was playing the seeds for this really cool documentary series that my friends and I were talking about. And it was centered around me, but it was centered around me helping other people. So last year I was hitting 30. So my, my birthday is November 30th. So my mom's birthday. Well, how do you, nice so what do you call it when you hit the the birth when your birthday hits the age like it matches what do you call the what do you call it is a golden birthday but i was I turning no 30 idea. on november never heard of it. okay so last year i was turning 30 on november 30 and so uh earlier in the year my friends and i were playing this documentary series where by the 30 by my 30th birthday i would have have impacted 30 lives right so but we missed the mark Unfortunately, things, we got busy. Things that happened. So this year, I was like, okay, let me do 31 by 31. COVID hit. So we might have to push it to next year. But the, the, the idea is to help people emerging in their fields or their dreams or whatever you want to call it. Um, I like that. And, yeah, and, and, and help them uh, elevate in that field or huh. uh, help, their, help their dreams. For example, it could be something as easy as – I don't say easy. It could be something as simple as – somebody trying to make it in the music world okay I know, I know some music people let's help you emerge in that area and so it was like it was like a doc series in which we somehow impacted people and it, it doesn't have to be the biggest thing ever like it could have been like okay i set you up with meeting at this this major record label something like that right it's not step like i'm up. gonna it's not but yeah it's not like we're like giving them a million dollar pay like a million dollar checks like hey here's you know right we, we don't got the resources like a lot of other shows but that was the that was the gist of that show of merging just to help people emerge in their fields or in their dreams i think that's awesome i think we need a lot more people like you oh thank you thank you appreciate <laughs> it try i mean it, it, it would be 
amazing if everybody was like that. Because I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it takes is teamwork and, and people helping each other. Absolutely. Hey everybody, thanks so much for checking out this interview. I appreciate your time and um, just listening to what I have to say in terms of networking. Some people ask me, what is the key to networking? And I believe that, um, you know, it's just about breaking out of your comfort zone and really learning from each other because networking is it's a mutual game. It's not just about taking what you need from the other person. It's, it's about what they can uh, get from you as well. And so for me, um, there's this this common phrase about uh, it's not who you know. I'm sorry, it's not what you know, but who you know. And I believe, believe that to be true because you can be the most talented person in the world, um, but not know anybody. Um, and so it is really key, in my opinion, to um, meeting people now who may not have the biggest position in the industry, um, but you never know where they'll be in the next five years, the next 10 years. A lot of people I know who are showrunners now I met them when they were staff writers or when they were in smaller production roles. So um, it's key to meet everybody because you just never know where they're going to be. And who knows, maybe you're that person. Maybe you're that person who is going to be the next big name in, in five years, 10 years, 15 years. Don't, don't even count the years, just count the opportunities. Um, so I just want to thank you again for, for listening to this interview and uh, hopefully you got something from it. But I really appreciate your time. Thank you. I'm sorry I got sniffles in the middle of the interview. I hope you feel better, whatever that is. I hope it goes poof and just turns into nothing else. I know, <laughs> right? Stops right there. Watch it go, go away right after the interview ends. It's like, oh my gosh. Why could I have waited? Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get butterflies in your tummy, you get sniffles. There you go. That's true. Well, everyone, thank you for your time. Be safe and be well. Peace. Get poppin'. Make it poppin'.